Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. You know, this is our day, fathers. I tell you what, we waited all year for this. You know, I got this meme sent to me today. It's like, how come every Mother's Day, every restaurant is full, but on Father's Day, we're expected to grill. Can anybody relate? I'm grilling today. Babe, you've got it? Oh, thank you. I got the day off. <laughs> but hey, God would not have chosen us to be fathers if we didn't have what it takes. And, uh, you know, fathering isn't for the faint of heart. You know, I'm the father of two beautiful girls, Lexi and Skyla, here on the front row. But I didn't know how to raise girls. I mean, looking back on my history, I had one girl in my entire neighborhood. I was too shy to ask any girls out for dates all throughout school. I chose to go to an all-male military college. Then I chose to go into the Marine Corps with a 6% female population. So when I had two daughters and became their father, I'm like, babe, help me. I am like out of left field here. But God will come in. God will provide. So, but yeah, I just want to honor all the fathers in here today. And I was just curious, do we have any great grandfathers in here today? Just slip your hand up if you're, you're in the room. Okay, I can't see, but anyway, I mean, just to be a father, and matter of fact, I'm just, I want you to stand one more time. If you're a grandfather, a father, a father figure, that's a stepfather, an adoptive father, just stand one more time. Yeah, a foster father, someone filling in the role of a father. Can we honor these men? I tell you what, nothing is more valuable to America than father power. So we're very proud, very honored to have you guys with us today. And today I want to bring a message of uh, hope and encouragement to you and what a calling it is to be a father. I mean, I, I think of that as one of my proudest, you know, titles that I have, that God would trust me to be the father of his children. You know, what an honor that is. I mean, he's fathered us all, but he said, I'm going to entrust you to lead, disciple, teach, coach, mentor, train my kids. So it's an incredible privilege. You know, and so my biological dad died about three years ago, and God's been showing me a personal, fresh revelation uh, of him that's helping me heal the wounds of my past and also taking me on a journey with him to really unlock the life that he created me to live. And so I believe that this journey isn't just for me, but it maybe will help some of you today as well. You know, growing up, I only knew the God of the Old Testament. And I don't know if anybody can relate, but this God was a God of rules, regulations, commandments, judgments. I mean, he banished humanity from the Garden of Eden due to sin. He flooded the earth just because there was so much evil in the world. He would destroy cities with fire and brimstone because of the evil. And so lots of religions today, unfortunately, still focus on this type of God, right. vice father God. And so God started taking me on a journey of like, how do you see me? Do you see me as God or do you see me as father? Now, granted, he's both. 
but how you see him today makes all the difference in the world. So don't get me wrong, I'm extremely thankful of being raised in church. I grew up Southern Baptist Church in Virginia. It was fire and brimstone, like you might have heard. Any recovering Baptists out there? Okay, good. We got a few in the audience, but it was all good. There were seeds planted in me that I still use today. Um, but, you know, the, the feeling I had after church, you know, every single winter, uh, week was I was a sinner. I was going to hell. Maybe I could try to get it right next week. You know, that I always needed forgiveness. I always needed to repent. And would I ever make it? And that's not how you should feel, you know, leaving church. You should feel empowered, inspired, full of grace, blessing, no shame, no guilt. So that's what we try to do here at Awaken Church. So the view of God kept me distant from God. And it took me decades to realize this. And I'm going to unpack that a little bit today. So I want to encourage you all to see God from a new perspective, to see him as your father, your heavenly father, your perfect dad. And as you think on Father's Day of your father figure, whoever raised you, whether they were a great dad or a not so great dad, you know, I know a season like this, you know, emotions get stirred up when we think of Father's Day. But I believe God wants you all to know today that you have got the greatest father you will ever have in your entire life. And if you seek him with all your heart, I tell you what, the journey he's going to take you on is going to be unbelievable. So the title of my message today is Godfather. And it's kind of a play on words. Let's see what they did. Hey, that looks pretty great right there. <laughs> so uh, a father, God defines himself as a father all throughout the Bible. In 2 Corinthians 6.18, it says, I will be a father to you. You shall be sons and daughters to me, says the Lord Almighty. And then in 1 John 3.1, it says, How great the love of the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. So you've got a father today. You've got the greatest father. And I want to introduce you to him today, perhaps at a deeper level than you've ever known him before. Many people today, including me, for so long, like I said, saw God as only the God of the Old Testament. Judgmental, big rule following God, follow my rules and regulations, and then gain my forgiveness and approval. But I want to encourage you today that he's so much more than that. The term father is so important. When the disciples asked Jesus, how should we pray? As Pastor John mentioned, Matthew 6, 9. He didn't say, our God who's in heaven. He said, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. What do you think Jesus was trying to tell the disciples and us today with that one statement? Our Father. That's how he wants you to pray to him. That's how he wants you to see him. That's how he wants you to seek him. So growing up, I didn't have an earthly father that protected me, provided for me, or told me my worth and value. So I spent a whole journey, a whole lifetime searching for this father's approval and blessing. And no matter how successful I was, how many sports accolades, how many military medals, you know, the father's affirmation never came, the relationship never came, and his love was never present. But it wasn't until he died three years ago, almost to this month, that I had an epiphany from God when he said, good, now there's no middleman. And he's been unpacking that for me for the last three years. And what he was telling me, I believe he's telling each and every one of you today, is don't just see me as God, but see me and seek me 
as your father. You know, whether you had an absent dad, yeah, you can clap. Come on, we talked about being engaging. <laughs> yeah, whether your dad is great, you should honor him today, or not so great, you should pray for him and still seek him. The Bible does says, honor your father and mother, and it will go well with you. Um, but like I said, I know Father's Day can bring up a lot of emotion. But God wants to teach us today that he is the perfect father. He is for you and not against you. He longs to be your dad and to have you seek him throughout your day for wisdom, for guidance, for direction, for affirmation, for love. All the things I spent decades of my life looking for, he was right there all along. But I could never see him because I was so focused on an earthly father, biological father. Isn't that wild how we can get so blinded, literally like the song, looking for love in all the wrong places? I mean, that, that was the story of my life. And so this, this epiphany I got, I'm really like just starting to unpack it. And it's been really amazing. So I want to encourage you today that, you know, nobody knows you better than your heavenly father. Before he formed you in your mother's womb, he knew you. Like I'm a great dad, but I don't know every hair on my daughter's head, but he does. That's in the Bible, just in case you were wondering. So how cool is that? And then he designed us so unique, so amazing. There's never going to be another you. Never has, never will. So don't you think if he's your heavenly father, created you, your uniqueness, your gifting, your talents, your ability, your perspectives, the way you see things, how you look. I mean, it's for a divine purpose. But the only way we will discover that divine purpose is when we seek the father. Nobody wants you to win more in life, to live the most epic life more than your father, God. Amen? Amen. 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 So again, this is the journey. So, you know, maybe you might want to start your morning off starting tomorrow, something like this. Imagine if you did six months from now, what it would look like. Father, good morning. Man, this is the day you have made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Thank you for the gifts and talents and abilities you've placed in me. God, help me to be about your business today, not about my own will, my own desires. God, I've got a short life here on earth, and I want to make you proud more than any other person on this earth. I want to make you proud. God, use my talent, my gifting, my ability, just like Jesus, to see the people that you were meant for me to impact today. God, to be the man after your own heart. So, Father, I love you. I praise you. I'll give you an after-action report tonight. We'll regroup and we'll attack again tomorrow. I love you, Dad. Amen. I mean, imagine if that's how we start and end every day. I'm doing this myself. It is changing everything in my life. So here are some of the things, you know, you know what God really showed me with all this is the Bible is full of fathers passing a blessing onto firstborn sons, onto their family. And so imagine if you could receive your father's blessing right here and right now by seeking him each and every day. He wants to bless you more than you can think or imagine. But I started seeking my earthly father's blessing and affirmation and words and encouragement. I literally, rarely went to God first. It was always an earthly father. I missed it. 
And I don't want you guys to miss it this morning. Like he is for you. He is with you. So in those three short years of good, now we have no middleman. I started seeking him because he's the only father literally I had left. And he started placing himself in that position that he's always been in. But I could never see it. It's like I had a, an earthly father that was absent and God was standing right behind him. And all I could see was one father. But God showed me I'm standing right beside your earthly father. You can have both. You know, I never knew this. So this epiphany for me, I hope it helps so many people out there. But let me show you the other side of seeing God as your father. So for me, before I saw God as my father, I had a hard time believing I could afford a home in San Diego. I felt it was up to me, my own strength. You know, I had nothing, no inheritance from my father. And so I was like, if it's to be, it's up to me. But God showed me, I've got a blessing for you. And when I started seeing him as my heavenly father, things started opening up. And almost immediately, things started to happen where I owned a home within about seven months of seeing him as my father and accepting the blessing that he had for me all along. What else happened? Before I saw God as my father, I had a hard time believing for my purpose. It was always kind of cloudy, but then he provided clarity that my purpose is to be what my father failed to be, to be a father figure to others. I mean, what a story. My wife was just telling me today of, uh, I think all the preachers preaching a Father's Day message today at both campuses, only one of them really had a great father. Isn't that amazing? But that's how God, how good God is. What the enemy meant for evil, God will use for good. Give him some glory. I tell you what. Everything that's happened in your life, every trial and tribulation, if you get the revelation to count it all joy, and the only way you can count it all joy is like, God, you must have something epic planned. We're going to flip the freaking table on the devil. Amen? And then finally, before I saw God as my father, I had a hard time believing I could live in abundance. And just, again, those few short three years, multiple streams of income. And he kept telling me, it's like, son, I've been here all along. You just haven't seen me. So I want you to see him today. I want you to see him as both God, but more importantly, father. And everything will change for you. Amen? Amen. All right. Well, we don't want you to come into church, you know, hearing great stories about God's promises in the Bible and not believing them for yourself. They are for you. He's no respecter of persons. I'm not any more special than any one of you. He loves you just as much as he loves me. He would have sent your son for you as much as he would have sent him for me. And so throughout my journey discovering this true father, you know, I'm learning to see him as a dad and to seek him like never before. And if you remember one thing from my message today, seek me first and all things will be added unto you. But guess what? That's where the work comes in. You got to seek him first. He's the ultimate protector, provider, and visionary. And I want to unpack three quick points today about fathers. That's what we're called to be for our families. A protector, a provider, and a visionary. You ready to dive in with me? All right. Man, that clock goes fast. <laughs> All right. Point number one, fathers. We are protectors. There is safety in God's presence, just like there's safety in our earthly father's presence. You know, when I was a Marine officer, uh, Saddam Hussein was rearing his ugly head, and we had to go over there and take him out. 
First thing we did, we took our combat power, and I was responsible for offloading the ship. And so we were building up combat power to protect our forces when we're about ready to go into harm's way. In Afghanistan, as we pushed further and further into the country, the desolate places, first thing we did, we scouted out a base, we brought in the bulldozers, we built these huge berms for protection before we could build up provision. You know, and my earthly father did not protect me from physical harm. He actually inflicted it. And I had a choice. I could repeat this cycle, which unfortunately so many men do, or I could heal from it, which is key number one. And then I could encourage you, know, you to seek trauma from your past, to seek healing in that trauma from the past. I've been talking to a lot of men. Thank you. I've been talking to a lot of men lately. And anger is the only way they know how to express their frustration. And it's sad, but maybe that was the only thing you ever saw modeled. But God wants to teach you another way to deal with your anger, and sometimes you need to get help. And so I want to encourage you today that any anger issues, first of all, repent. You know, I think your family wants you to, to know that, like, you may have hurt them. And repent. That's where it starts. You know, we've all making mistakes. We've all hurt people that we love. But it's okay. God's there for us to heal us, and your family's there for you as well. But you got to seek to want to be better, and you've got to surround yourself with people that will help you. And then learn the triggers of that kind of emotion, where maybe you're not protecting your family, but maybe you were hurting your family. you got to see what the triggers are, and you got to take it to God, and you got to trust Him. You know, in uh, one of the greatest chapters you could ever read is Psalm 91. It's the greatest chapter on protection. I actually carried my little Bible around me with me in my cargo pocket, and any of my Marines or sailors that were really struggling, especially in Afghanistan, pretty much every other night, RPGs flying in the air, every day, suicide bomber out there, you're afraid to travel on the roads. Um, you know, there were snipers in the hill, we had sniper screens around the base, so there was a lot of fear that we would not be protected. And so I brought out Psalm 91, and I encourage you all to read that. If you need protection over your family, over your life, read that, and God will speak to you. But real quickly, Psalm 91, 1 through 3, just says, Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. The key word there is to dwell. Where are you dwelling each and every day? If you have terror at night, where are you dwelling? And believe me, we've had terror at night. When you, you're taking ground for the kingdom, the enemy notices, you know. And so I've had to pray over my family, protect my family from the spiritual forces that want to try to enter the home. And then it says, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. That's a prophetic word. So men and fathers, what are you speaking? You know, the power of life and death is in the tongue. For years, I was silent. I was the best thinker out there, but not the best speaker. And so I want to encourage you today, start speaking life over your family. Speak protection over your family. Some of the greatest battles I face today, I defeat them before they ever occur, and that's in the spiritual realm, by prophesying and protecting my family. Every single day, I pray over my family. And then Psalm 32, 7, you are my hiding place. You will protect me from trouble and surround me with songs of deliverance. If anybody feels unprotected and you need deliverance, God is for you. He is that ever-present help in time of trouble. I mean, when you're in combat zones, there's a lot of things to, to fear. But I al always had like a calm assurance 
that my father is for me. And so I think sometimes you just get a, gotta get a little cocky, little yeah. bold, little right. courageous with the devil. <laughs> and like my, my attitude when I was deployed was like, devil, even if you killed me, my friends like Pastor John and the men on this front row would lay hands, anoint oil, and I'd come back from the dead, just like Lazarus. When you start having that attitude that you are unstoppable, you're invincible, do you know who you are? You're God's kids. What did Jesus have to do? He had to remind the devil of who he was and who his father was. That's how you defeat the devil and anything going on in your life. And then I want to unpack that a little bit, that spiritual protection is probably the greatest protection we as fathers can provide to our family. You know, and if you don't know what it looks like, I didn't know what it looks like until I came to this house, awakened church. And I started to learn and realize that, you know, there were much greater battles than the physical ones I faced on the battlefield. It was the spiritual battles that God was training me for. That's where the real action was at. That's where the real fight was at. And so I get excited today when it comes time for spiritual battles. I love defeating the devil and his henchmen. I love kicking them out of San Diego County. I love you guys getting free from whatever oppression the devil's put on you. That is where the fun is at in this church. I tell you what, you got to get excited about it. But how did I do that? How did I come from no spiritual background from my dad? My dad never came to church once. Never saw him crack open a Bible. So how do I learn this stuff? First of all, fathers, I want to encourage you, the greatest thing you can do, lead yourself and your family to church. This is the father's house. This is where everything starts to change for you and your family. Second thing I did is you got to dig into God's word. Find a Bible that you want to read. I encourage the one-year Bible that we have and just get a daily nugget each and every day. Do you know if you've ever looked for father power, he wants to speak to you every single morning? Will you pick up the Bible before you pick up your phone? Just saying, I have to remind myself of that every day. The devil knows that the, the easiest way to defeat all of us from our purpose is distraction. I found that true in my own life. I know the things I need to do that I should do, but then the weight of the world and the cares of the world and all the things reaching out for my attention. But if I know every single day, if I start with God, I can handle anything that's about to happen. That's how you build spiritual power. And then start looking for words. Words is another entry into the home from the devil. What are the words spoken in your home? Do they build up or do they tear down? Words have the power of life and death, and you guys need to be the one that recognizes what's happening, what's being spoken in my home. And if it's you speaking it, repent from it and learn to uplift, encourage, and build in your language. Also, actions, love and respect. I was guilty of the opposite, selfishness. You know, I, was, I had so many demands that when I had free time, I would want to just do the things I wanted to do. But as a father, God gives you a greater capacity to really do all the things that you need to do, to put your eyes on your family, to sow into them first. And he always give it, gave me energy to still do what I wanted to do on the back end. But that's the joys of being a father is that you get to serve your family. You model to them so much more than what you preach, but your example. So be the example. And then finally, your friends. You know, do they build up and encourage you or do they tear you down in your marriage and your fatherhood? We just got back from the marriage advance 
And I tell you what, it was exciting. The most exciting thing about Marriage Advance for me is all the new people I have never met in my life. You know, that I was like, now I get to have dinners. I get to add these people to my life. They're going to bring skills and talents and ability and gifting. And they, I get to call them friends. That's how I look at everybody I meet. So these things will help you build your spiritual power. And a good way to take the pulse of your spiritual family, uh, of the spiritual assessment in your home is the fruits of the spirit. You know, we've all heard it, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control. So dads, fathers, take an assessment every week. Do I hear love? Do I hear joy? Do I hear peace? Do I hear kindness? And if you don't, what's the one thing I'm not hearing that doesn't align with those fruits? That's what you attack the next week. Simple little things. And then, man, I have got a rush. All right, provider. I'm just going to tell you a story. All right. I've, I've talked to a lot of men. And the devil will kind of trap us on our identity with what job you have. Generally, when two guys meet each other, don't know each other, first question is, what do you do? Okay, that's how guys a lot of time define their identity. But, you know, life is hard sometimes. And you're in between seasons of plenty and maybe lack. And I've been there. You know, as a uh, Marine officer, was able to provide for my family and, you know, good uh, lifestyle here in San Diego. And then I retired 10 years ago. And I thought with all my skills, abilities, man, I'm going, you know, 200K plus job. This would be easy. People be fighting over me. But guess what? Didn't work out that way. Had some struggle. Had a lot of conditional offers, but none panned out. Started exhausting my savings, my investments. I started getting down the last couple weeks of being able to provide for my family. And so, men, you may find yourself in that position where there's a title or position you know your skill set is designated for, but can you humble yourself and be obedient to your calling to father and to provide for your family? So you know what I did? I looked for day jobs. I found an organization. It paid 15 bucks an hour. Some days I did landscaping. Some days I did painting. Some days I pick stuff up, drop stuff off, but I humbled myself. And let me tell you the blessing that came on the other side of humbling myself and being a provider for my family. You know what happened? I don't know if he's here today, but uh, I met Alan Wetstein and his beautiful family. And so he provided me that job. We developed a friendship. He's a man full of wisdom. I gained so much wisdom and insight. We started enjoying each other's company. I was helping he him and he was helping me. And then from there, it became, uh, you know, that I got to speak into his life. He was having some family struggles. I got to invite him to church. I got to see things start to change in the life of his kids. I got the honor and privilege of being able to uh, conduct the wedding ceremony for his daughter, to invite him to emerge, to see him go from a member to a captain of the Emerge team to see him give one of the largest donations we've ever had to the Emerge Men's Ministry. So if you look back on it, what did God have planned for me in humbling myself and being a provider? He had provision. He had blessing. He had friendship. And he had reward. So men, do whatever it takes. And you know what I gained that was priceless that I couldn't see in the moment? I gained the love and respect of this woman right here. Every day... When I'd bring home 50 bucks or 80 or 100, and I said, this is for you, babe. Take care of our daughters. 
That's how winning's done, men. That's how you provide. Thank you. Man, two minutes. Ah, I tell you, it's like Pastor Jurgen, the cliffhanger at the end. <laughs> All right, I got to go quick on this one, but the biggest lesson I've been learning lately, and maybe one of the hardest one for us fathers, is to be the visionary of your family. You know, fathers are called to cast the vision for their family. Proverbs 29, 18, where there is no vision, the people perish. Now, Pastor John, you may have to help me with this. There's a crazy book of the Bible. I think it's called Habakkuk. If you're going to have kids and thinking about baby names, I don't think I would choose that one. But the, the H book says this. Then the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it. So what I love about our father is he's the ultimate visionary. The heavens, the earth, everything we see, everything we experience, he had a vision for that. And so from there, you know, he's given us that same ability. We're made in his image and likeness to create the vision and then put the work ethic in with faith to make it reality. And that's like, I think, one of our greatest mission as husbands and fathers is to cast that vision for your family. You know, and I didn't know what this looked like. You know, I did in one area, military trained. So I could cast the vision for my career, but could I cast it for my family? I knew every stepping stone I needed to take. I needed to know what I had to do, where I had to excel in my career. But why didn't I put that effort into my family? More important than my career. Why didn't I cast a vision for my family? And I had to learn these things. Again, I had no father figure. And so I remember um, there was an important question uh, Keith Craft asked at an Emerge a couple years ago. And I've got another question for you men to maybe perhaps ask this week. So his question was, go home and ask your wife, does she feel deeply loved by you? I tell you what, I was scared to death to ask that question because I knew the answer. And it wasn't a good one. So, but we can always improve. But the question maybe perhaps take away from this message and ask, because I think this is one of the greatest things you can do for your family, is sometime this week, ask your wife, have I cast a vision for our family? A vision that you can become in submission to. A vision that you can support, that's clear, that we're building together, because I need your help. I can't do it alone. And if you don't have a vision for your family, start asking the Father. He will give you a vision. He wants you to succeed. The greatest thing you can do for America if you want to fight wokeness is to make sure that family unit stays intact. Make sure it stays powerful. Make sure you have a vision. Make sure you raise your kids, that you model spiritual manhood, that you protect, that you provide, and you do whatever it takes. That's how we take America back. That's the most important thing is father power in America. And we need you, men. We absolutely need you. And so some of the things that we do, just to give you some examples, I love now teaching how to like help men create vision. And I had to learn all this. I had to get discipleship. I had to read books, visioneering books. I had to, I got testimonies, of, you know, from prophets about what my life should look like. This started to be guideposts. There's so many different ways you can unpack in this house how to create a vision for your family. But every year we sit down at the beginning of the year, we break out a whiteboard and we start talking about, you know, what's our word for year? How is God speaking to you? What do you think the one word would define your year that would make it a success? 
you know, I'm going to get some t-shirts made up. We haven't done this this year, but it's a reminder for each of us of what our word is for the year. And then the goals for the year, what's your, what's your goals for the year? So my daughters have their goals, about four or five of them. And we do quarterly check-ins to see, are you making progress? Have you got distracted? Have you got delayed? You know, and then we reflect on the past year. What was the good and the bad, and the ugly? What did we do great as a family? What can we do better this year? What do we want more of? And then we rate our parenting. You know, that's a scary one, moms and dads. But we found a, a parenting rating chart, you know, from one to 10. And anything that we get like an eight or below, we start to unpack it. Well, what could we do better in this next quarter to maybe raise that up to a nine? And so, you know, list areas of improvement and then define what your family represents. The Fuller family represents fun, freedom, servant leader, influencers, and loving people into a kingdom relationship. That's what we represent. So fathers, you got this. You know, I came from, I've got my fifth stepfather from my mom and my dad swore off wives after two. So if I can learn this, you can learn this. You can become a great father. You can come become a great leader, a great protector, a great provider, and a great visionary. And I want to encourage you today. And so I also want to thank a man that I love with all my heart. And um, he has been the father figure in my life. So Glenn Wilson, can you just stand up for a minute? I tell you what, God is so good that even if you don't have a great biological father, he'll give you a great father somehow, some way. So what I love about you, Dad, is uh, you fathered the most amazing woman I've ever met, my beautiful bride, Pastor Tessa. You've given her strength, character, love, encouragement. She maximizes my life. I like to think about it. She likes to be all about it. <laughs> Which is a good thing. I need that. But what I love most about what you instilled in her is just a love for people. And uh, she loves people more than anybody I know and has helped me in that area. So, Dad, thank you for giving me my greatest asset. And that is my wife's name spelled backward, just in case you were wondering. <laughs> So, hey, I just want, if every father could stand for a minute, I just want to pray over you as I just close out this message. I hope God is imparting something into you. I know God has spoken over you. So if you could just stretch out your hands to these men. Dear Heavenly Father, God, thank you. Thank you for the title Father. God, you're the greatest father. Today we honor you on Father's Day. God, we're made in your image and likeness. God, you've given us all the talents, gifts, and ability we need to succeed in fatherhood. And God, right now, I want to bind and break the devil that wants to remind fathers of any shame or guilt or regret of how they failed in the past. That doesn't define them. They are not that person. We bind and silence that devil's voice in Jesus' name. Today is a new day. Every son or daughter wants a great dad, and they can start over. Seeking you first, Father, you will guide them. You will direct them. Your Bible will unpack how to be a great dad. God, they can follow in your footsteps. Maybe they've lost their way, but today's the day they come back to you. 
They come back with a hunger to do whatever it takes to be the provider, the protector, the spiritual leader of their home, to cast the vision for their family so they can run in it. God, thank you for the blessing that you have been waiting to impart to these fathers. God, it's always been there, but God, it comes on the other side of relationship. May they hunger for you and start their morning with that prayer. Dad, it's so good to talk to you this morning. I love you. It's going to be a great day. So God, let them know that they should be honored. They should feel loved today. They should know that they've got what it takes. That God, if you are for them, who can be against him? And God, I just want to declare that today they feel that love. Whatever lunch or dinner that they're going to encounter today, that the people around that table, they all speak a word of encouragement. Dad, you did this for me and it's changed my life. Fathers need that. We pour out so much, but we need to be poured back in. God, pour into these men today. And for those that don't have a father to honor, God, may they go to you today. May they go to you and thank you for all the trials and tribulations you have brought them through. May they thank you for the victories, for the blessing. May they thank you for a vision for their life so they can run in their gifts and talents. And God, for those that came in this house, we had a lot of new hands today that never saw, never had a heavenly father. May today be the day that they say, I'm not leaving here without my heavenly father in my life. May they give their life to Christ. May they go to the response sound. May they get prayed over, get a Bible, get words of encouragement, God, that you will never leave them, never forsake them. The greatest gift they will walk out of here today is with father power in their life. So God bless these mighty men. Give them an epic day in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Wow. What an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.